Hello, welcome back to The Missing Piece, a place where we discuss making peace with our mind, body and souls. And oh, I just really love today's conversation with Kelly Peck, who is our first returning guest. She was in an episode, actually the first guest episode at the start of season two, which I'll link below. And Kelly has become a lovely friend of mine as well. She is a trauma-informed Reiki practitioner and an embodiment coach. And the theme of this conversation really, I guess, is the theme of the podcast, which is about making that peace and creating that alignment between our mind, body and soul. And it's the first conversation I've had on the show in which we've not ah, decided on questions beforehand. We just went for it, which I was a bit nervous about. But actually, I really enjoyed it because I feel like when you create questions, sometimes a guest will you know, share something with their answers that I would like to explore, but we have questions that we're following. And that's okay sometimes, but I felt like Kelly was a perfect person to kind of just flow and see where we'd end up. And I didn't know we were going to end up talking uh, so much really about body-based practices, but I really, really love that. And it's something that really resonates with me at the moment in my own healing journey. So that's a major theme of this episode. But we also talk about so much more. We talk about Kelly's journey with connecting to kind of her intuition under the moon, to the goddess Hecate or Hecate, um, as it's also pronounced. How we can create deeper connections with not only ourselves but with other people. Um, and also exploring surrender, vulnerability. And Kelly also shares something very personal. It's an exciting announcement. And I'm really honoured for her to have shared this here in this space. So yeah, stay tuned for that as well. And I wanted to just also say that if you haven't already and would like to kind of have a little bit of a preview of these guest episodes, I'm going to start recording or should I say uh, editing a small portion of these guest episodes and sharing them on the Friday, which is what I've done this time for the first time. And I shared what uh, Kelly guides us through in this episode, which is a somatic practice for helping you check in with yourself and explore coexisting emotions and feelings within the body. So that's about 10 minutes long and you'll see it just before this episode if you want to check that out as well. It also means it's a practice that you can come back to time and time again, especially as it's now and it's kind of on its standing alone as well. And I will mention as well that Kelly talks briefly in this episode about a workshop that she has and unfortunately that will have already taken place by the time you listen to this. Um, but you will still be able to hear more about uh, what she's got on offer at the moment and her one-on-one -on -one container. So yeah, I'm really glad to be sharing this beautiful conversation with you, with Kelly's lovely and do you know what grounding energy I would say. I always feel so grounded and also inspired when I'm around her to just kind of reconnect to the real true parts of me, to my inner wild as well, really to that part which I've talked about quite a lot recently on the show. And so I'd love to know what you think. If you want to reach out via the methods below, that would be amazing. And also, I would love to just, yeah, just to take this moment to say, if you feel called to rate or review the episode or the podcast or share it with somebody who you feel like it will resonate with, then 
please do so. I would love that. It really helps with the kind of getting the podcast out there and helps with the algorithm and all that kind of stuff. But it would also just be lovely to have your feedback as well. So yeah, everybody enjoy this episode with Kelly Peck. Hi Kelly, welcome back. It's lovely to have you back on the show and we're just going to we're just going to see what happens today, aren't we? We are. Thank you so much for having me back, Becca. I'm really happy to be here with you. Oh good. No, I'm glad as well. I think I guess I want to start really by just asking how you are how are you at the moment where are you at the moment what's what's going on <laughs> uh, I am very well thank you I'm in Athens at the moment so in Greece and I've been here for almost three weeks now so I'm just spending some time in this magical city and really enjoying myself here um and yeah so before this I was in the UK for a little bit which was nice too because it was nice to experience little bit of the change of autumn season so that was lovely as well but yeah um getting all settled back into Greece after spending the summer here it's a bit of a different vibe because I'm not on an island now I'm in in the city so it's a completely different vibe to before but yeah yeah yeah, well, yeah. no I'm lovely so so prior to then being back in the UK you're on Lefkada is that right yeah 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 so it's an island on the um, west coast of Greece. It's close to Corfu, actually. That's probably the easiest way to describe it because a lot of people haven't heard of Lefkada. But yeah, beautiful island. Um, very green, lots of lovely nature spots, pristine, like turquoise ocean or sea, should I say. I just call the mm. sea the ocean. <laughs> well, dare um, you. So, well, yeah. <laughs> people are like it's not the ocean it's the sea so I'm like okay yeah fair <laughs> enough it is but I just like to call it the ocean it feels more romantic to me so yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and what and what brought you to Lefkada then so I I know we spoke about this when I was on the po well, podcast with you last time but in May my husband was working on on the island basically so on a, on a project for a couple of months and I happened to come with him because I work online so I can take my work with me wherever I go. And when I arrived there, I felt instantly like really, really connected to the, the land and the nature around me. And after a couple of weeks, I was like running one morning and I could just feel like the nature around me and the trees like talking to me and telling me stay stay it was like a real big calling um and from there I got my Greek resident permit basically so I'm now a resident of Greece so yeah so that's kind of what brought me there and that's what kept me there so two answers in one thing there <laughs> yeah <laughs> I love it I love that you've just tapped into your intuition and tapped into nature to just guide you to where you are and I guess that makes me think actually I'll link below our last episode but just for anybody who doesn't know who you are and who knows maybe you want to describe yourself differently I don't know <laughs> but um but is there yeah how would you kind of describe what you do who you are what kind of comes up now yeah so it has changed a little bit actually so 
I am a trauma-informed Reiki practitioner and embodiment coach. So what I mean by trauma-informed is I take a very body-based approach in the work that I do and understand how things show up for us in in our bodies and how we react to our external environment using a variety of um, somatic-based practices. And so I take that approach with the Reiki practice that I offer um, and I use uh, Reiki energy to channel it through to the participant and always with the intention for their greater good so there's a lot more that I work with behind that with clients so we set intentions and I'm really kind of it's about for me taking people on a a journey of self-healing and self-empowerment as opposed to being myself as a healer because I work from the belief that everyone else everyone has their own healing capability you're not the healer you're just kind of the facilitator of this Um, an embodiment coach really is embodying the mind body and spirit to live a more soul aligned life so that's what I help people to do on that side of things so it's just a fusion a fusion of those things Um, And also working with nature's cycles a lot within that um, and connection within ourselves and others. So, yeah, that that in a nutshell. But I as I'm a um, manifesting generator human design type. So I always find it really difficult to describe, you know, like in a bio or in a short space of time, like what it is that you do, really, because I just it's ever changing for me. So. And I like to weave that through the work that I do, really, that kind of ever-changing feel, so. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, it it obviously works when we're talking about looking at the cycles, looking at the seasons, looking at nature, which is something that you're you're embodying, I guess, whilst also taking people on this this journey, a, a holistic journey, which is including a bunch of different practices. So it's we get so stuck sometimes in this idea of traditionally trying to pin down i guess not even necessarily even sometimes what we do but also who we are don't we it can get really wrapped up in an identity yeah you ever kind of struggled with that oh my gosh for such a long time yeah because so my whole um this whole journey really started with a, a travel blog which i mentioned on on your last episode as well and yeah, it was just trying to like fit myself into boxes. Okay, like what is my niche? What do I do? Um, as opposed to like, who am I in the world? And how do I want to put my magic and my energy and my work out there? And how, how would I like to um, connect with people and co-create with people and create this magic with other people? Um, because I find that like the systems and structures that we live under very much demand of us to fit in a box and decide like, you know, what's your job? What do you do? You need to <laughs> pinpoint that into, you know, this kind of box or, and if it doesn't fit. So yeah, it, it was very much kind of like, I suppose to me, it was just like getting rid of the box, not even thinking outside of it. Like, okay, well, the box needs to go now. And I just, for me, I need to be myself because um, that's when I'm, I'm most embodied and I, are most aligned and I'm able to offer um yeah that to the world is is yeah 
it's it, it works I find that works a lot better for me kind of moving from that space rather than trying to fit myself into a structure <laughs> yeah yeah definitely it's as though it's you know when people go like who you know, if they ask you the question mm. like who, who are you describe yourself and yeah. we often say our, our job titles don't we and it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're mm. so much more than that but I don't even know how do you even change that how do you start having a different conversation that starts to actually go like I, I want you to tell me who you are how do we yeah. do you know do you ever kind of practice that or try and kind of get a little bit of a different not answer from somebody but just kind of find out yeah more who that person really is at their core yeah so it's like for me it's approaching it with curiosity really so when someone's explaining like it's, it's getting it's the openness isn't it it's allowing ourselves to open and others to open to us at the same time so it's a curiosity okay if someone starts with you know that this is my job and then it's just I suppose just asking questions more questions about that like what really lights them up about it and then you start to find like that those sparks don't you within yeah people which of course set off sparks in you because we're constantly um, inspiring each other really that's how the how this all works isn't it so yeah and I and another way that I find is really good to do it as well is to honor all feelings can can exist at one time because you know when you're like oh how are you feeling today oh I'm feeling good today oh, I'm feeling bad today well you can actually feel good and bad at the same time so it's just like honoring that like oh okay I'm feeling good um but this has happened and it's almost saying okay well you know, you can feel good and bad at the same time. So, yeah, it's yeah, it's the encouragement of that kind of openness, really, to mm. allow, yeah, almost allowing the have or give the capacity for people to be able to be more than one thing or feel more yeah. than one thing at the same time. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, and that starts from doing that within myself yeah I've built the capacity within myself to be able to do that so when I connect with others and the capacity is there for them as well because it just radiates out almost if that makes sense yeah like you're you're radiating out radiating out that energy of the fact that you know many feelings and emotions can coexist you know in that same moment how how have you got to that place to be able to I guess hold that space for all those different kind of fluid emotions in your body okay so a lot of um somatic um based practices um is how I've got that basically so literally working with my body to to feel what it's feeling and yeah just there are a lot of practices that I work with that I've I've taken courses on and so I've really delved into how the body works from a somatic perspective and mm. yeah, how how we can be in the world by just having that awareness of the body. And I find for me that nature's been a great tool in that because it's just observing nature and understand understanding how how and what nature is, which is essentially part of us, has helped me to just gain a deeper understanding of that really rather than being in the mind too much and being like okay well I need some logic behind this and, and thinking your way out of it it's just getting into the body and having that deep relationship with it yeah 
beautiful yeah I find myself really exploring somatics at the moment it's just it's so powerful isn't it but I know that when I first heard of somatic somatics I didn't have any idea what that meant and I couldn't quite compute it yeah were you the same like I was like what start moving emotions and feelings and getting into your body I was like oh I don't understand so have you got how would you explain it or how potentially would you suggest that people could start to explore this approach um so it's literally just how our body is reacting to our external environment at the at the time and our body can be reacting from stored memory or trauma and something external can be triggering that so it's just honoring the body and being with it and and knowing that it is a literal scientific um, like it's a nervous system response it's a completely natural response because I think a lot of the time say we can be in a situation and we can feel I don't know a certain way we can feel overexcited a bit overwhelmed and immediately our mind's like oh I don't know why I feel like that that's like I shouldn't be feeling like that but the point is your body is feeling like that and your body is feeling that way for a reason so being with the body and understanding it is what will help the the body to heal from anything that is holding on to any past memories or traumas and just that slow process it's not rushing away from it with the mind and trying to reason with it it's just allowing really so that I suppose that is that's how I perceive it and that's how I work with um, somatic practices. There are, a, there are a variety of different um, exercises that I work with. There's one um, guy that I follow on Instagram. He's called Louis Mahika. He is amazing. Like, oh, I so much love for that guy, honestly. He, I've just finished a six-week trauma healing course with him. Mm. And it is literally, well, it's just changed my life already. Because just the the way, I mean, he's he's got like 17 years of experience of working with his body in in this way. Each week is like a different module. He goes into like nutrition in one week as well, which is super, super interesting. But yes, so his full... um, the fall gathering has just finished or it's autumn gathering sorry he's based in the state so he says fall um his fall gathering has just finished but i think he'll have another one in maybe the spring i think he has like three a year um but yeah his um instagram handle is holistic life navigation i'll put this in the show notes and also explore it myself <laughs> yes but it'll be there yeah on his website just just have a look at because he offers a lot of different, so he does um, a group um, coaching container, and then he does one-to-one, um, not, no, sorry, no, he does smaller group containers for, like, different things, so, like, uh, trauma in business, or um, trauma for parenting, like, these type of things, really. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. There's loads of different ways in which you can work with him, but he is an incredible, incredible being, like, he's, he's wonderful. Yeah. So, and oh, wow. he has two ladies that work with him as well, and they're both amazing too. So, yeah, yeah. I would highly recommend that that course specifically if you want to get into what somatics are and how 
to heal your own trauma in your body so yeah that's amazing definitely I will yeah I'll link that below and I'll check out more of what he's got on there as well um I just wondered as well especially if someone maybe needs a bit of a an example or a visual I guess is there any particular practice that you would class as a somatic practice, I guess, you know, in inverted commas, maybe, I don't know, but um, uh, a particular practice that you could just say that people could try or just get a feel of exactly what we're talking about here? Yeah, so I've been working with this one for a while. Would you like me to just guide us through it now? Would that be That'd be beautiful. Useful? Okay. Okay, so we're just going to take a second to orient the space that we're in. Just slowly look around the space around you. And as you look around, pay attention to anything that grabs your attention. Just focus on what that is. Focus on where you can feel that in your body. And next, if you feel comfortable to do so, I invite you to close your eyes. Pop your hands in your lap or just down by your side. And we'll begin by taking one deep cleansing breath in and out. And on your next breath in, I invite you to start to scan your body from the top of your head to the tip of your toes. And as you scan your body, pay attention to any sensations that may be showing up for you. Continue to breathe in and out. And if there are any particular sensations showing up in your body right now, go to that area of your body. And if you feel comfortable to do so, I invite you to pop your hand on that area of your body and just tell yourself it's okay. Next, as you continue to breathe in and out, scan your body again from the top of your head to the tip of your toes. Looking for an area in your body that feels safe to you. Go to that area of your body. If it feels good to do so, Pop your hand on the area of your body. Feel that safety in your body. Whilst honouring the area where any sensations were showing up for you. Know that these coexist within you. And when you are ready, 
slowly open your eyes. Give your hands and your feet a little shake. And just take a moment to come back to the space that you're in. Thank you. I already feel instantly a little more grounded in yeah. myself, in my space, because I don't know if you have this as well, but often even when we're having these beautiful conversations, I get a bit like not disconnected from myself, but I just get a bit, I take on energy, I think a lot. And so I can get mm -hmm. really kind of heightened yeah. and to have them little moments of grounding, which are so important to do just throughout your day in general, they can really help with with that kind of connection yeah. to other people as well can't they to just of kind course. of remember you whilst being around others as well yeah yeah so it's that that's something you can do just to check in with your body and just pay attention to any sensations that are showing up because what happens is the uh, the energy when it builds up can cre creates a charge like a, a, a physical charge within our bodies so just being with that area and acknowledging it you're telling the body it's okay I'm here I'm with you and there is always a safe space within you as well so you're 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 allowing that charge to dissipate really through connecting with the safe space too and somatically we're looking to release the charge really but that may it can happen in different ways it will feel different for each and every one of us but that may not happen immediately i mean char a charge can build up over years literally so that will take more like deep somatic work but just those simple practices of being with your body like that on a daily basis as well just to take some time to sit and check in with yourself are really really powerful um and i've, I've actually got a workshop coming up this sunday a free um workshop that people can attend and i go through these practices or some of these practices in that workshop actually to just be with the body and, and nourish the body um, so that we can in turn connect with our intuition so yeah wow yeah so it's kind of like going to be bringing in that whole mind body soul connection I guess through yeah. the workshop yeah yeah that's it that's it yeah so it's just yeah from within kind of honoring the body first of all really so that the, the body's nourished and honoured and then that connection with our intuition and our spirit our soul is not necessarily a lot easier but more accessible to us mm. is that is that because in general we're calming down that nervous system and that that's something that's basically right at the forefront of our mind yeah yeah definitely and it's also because often we can mistake what is a response of our body or our nervous system um for an intuitive call but they mm. are very different things our body is a beautiful beautiful thing and it is constantly it's just trying to keep us safe and it's it's that's from memories and e even passed down trauma through our dna etc etc um, and our mind likes to figure that out and most of the time what they're actually they don't they don't the answers don't need to be there in your mind when you work with your body in this way because you're just yeah. getting back to the core of yourself and working with your body as opposed to 
trying to reason with your mind. Like, oh, I need to know why that's coming up. Well, you, yeah, you, it's it. It could be nice to know. Like, it might be useful, helpful to know. But working with the body, you don't have to know to be able to heal and release release mm. things from you. So, yeah, that was actually going to be my next question. I was going to say because we live you know, we want to have answers for everything. We want to know why everything works and we want everything to yeah. be something that our mind can understand, I guess. So to actually be able to listen to our body, but it, it's kind of the language of our body, I guess, isn't it? Rather than yeah. having to create the thoughts and the words. But is that something that you found difficult in the beginning? You know, kind of, did you want to try and get the answers for everything logically when it came to working with your body or, or did it quite already makes sense to just sit with those feelings those energies I guess to to release them that's a really good question actually um and a really good way to frame it because I would say so I was working with a lot of body-based practices before um obviously like nature-based practices meditation etc but it's only when I started to gain the somatic knowledge of how which is ironic really so the knowledge of like how the body works etc etc was I able to quiet in the mind and trust my body more and be like I just need to be with my body I don't need a reason for this but yes it was very challenging when I was doing all these practices that were very much with the body because I didn't have the knowledge of what the body was and how it was responding to things so it just kept me in a bit of a circle really coming back to the same place of like okay well you've maybe worked I I don't really like the term works on that or you know and we we don't ultimately we're always healing I don't think Mm. like we ever truly heal if that makes sense um because it's it's all the process and the journey isn't it but yeah it was only when I started to understand it's okay and just like be with my body on a lot deeper level really and that in turn has helped me to like connect, like be more intimate with myself and with others and is kind of mm. filtered out into like my relationships with with others as well. So it's been a really beautiful process for me, but something that's been quite simplistic mm. as well, because it's just me here as myself in my body. So um, yeah, that's been lovely, actually. Um, yeah. and also at times you know as as these things are very things come up but it's just the way I'm able to honor it as well and understand my yeah. capacity so yeah definitely it's uh I, I I think it is just so beautiful isn't it and I know I don't know if this is something that you've experienced as well but when I've discovered that I had anxiety after after uncovering the the binge eating and finding anxiety underneath that yeah. and for a while and maybe for other people as well who feel this way sometimes we can feel so disengaged from our body and we think why is our body always making us feel this way feel yeah. anxious or yeah. depression or any of any kind of states I guess and then we just don't want to feel it we want to shut it off yes. so I guess it probably feels quite alien to say actually though when you start to tune into it and for me when I was tuning into it with my anxiety it was as though I kind of realized that it was you know there was stuff there and I didn't need to find out the answers but you feel where it is in the body and it already it reduces its impact on you and then you can use that more and more can't you because rather than the anxiety or something running away with you you're kind of like 
you know, but I feel where it is in my body. And then all of a sudden you're creating that connection with your body. Is that, is that something that you ever went through? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's like, it's almost like a leverage, isn't it? It's, it's like you're even just like noticing for 30 seconds, you're just creating that little bit more space or a little bit more capacity within yourself. And yeah, so, so definitely, definitely what you've said there for sure, rather than getting annoyed at the body almost. Like, why, yeah, why are you making me, like, it's not a separate thing to us. It's, it's, it's crazy, really, isn't it, that we can think like this sometimes, like, that it's it's separate from us. And I don't mean that in a, um, like, demeaning way, but I just, I'm, I'm laughing, really, because of the times I thought that about myself, like, oh, why are you feeling tired right now when you need to be like this because we have to do this? And it's like my gosh it's so you know or or why do you feel sad right now because that's not a good way to feel because this is happening and yeah it's it's just rather than slow down and just be with that for a little bit and allow it it can help us to move through it Mm. a lot a lot quicker really um Uh yeah I would say and like you said earlier as well our body is just trying to keep us safe, isn't it? This It's not fight. It's not trying to fight no. against us. It's actually trying to be like, no, I'm trying to help you here. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's all it's doing. Yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And I think as well, in terms of kind of connection to yourself and like self-love as well, just that level of communication and honour for your body is the ultimate act of self-love, really. You know, not only yeah. I need you to feel positive or I need you to feel like this. It's like, however you feel, it's okay. Because like yeah. I said, you, even, like trauma that comes up for us can even be passed down through our DNA. So literally when you're thinking, oh my gosh, I feel like this. Why do I feel like this? It might not even be like yours in this lifetime. <laughs> so yeah. Go easy on yourselves. That's what I'd say. Because yeah. yeah, and it's just working with the body and understanding it, and just yeah. And yeah. have you yourself? You know, you obviously mentioned there that we could be holding on to things that are not ours. Essentially, I guess. Have you yourself worked with this kind of? Um, I guess it's intergenerational healing or ancestral healing. Yeah, massively. Mm. Yeah, recent recently as well I would say over the past 18 months last winter I had a massive oh I don't even know what the word for it is journey delve just into myself I worked Mm. with a lot of my ancestors at the time I got messages through that I needed to heal both my mother and my money wound Mm. And I feel that the mother wound is to do with, for me, like my connection to myself and others, which has improved massively just since taking that conscious um, decision to heal that. And the money wound as well is still something that I'm working through now and learning about as well. Mm. But this is the thing, I'm learning through information like through various teachers, et cetera, et cetera. But all of them take a somatic approach to things. So they're giving me the information, but then I'm understanding, okay, where's this coming up in my body? 
where is this yeah you know wound around money how how do I relate to money how 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 is this playing out for me because it's kind of it's connected to so many different things so yeah I would say for me those two things really are are the biggest things that came up drawing up here yeah and like you said there as well about the the people that you're you're working with working somatically it's it's as though they're actually it's empowering isn't it because they're they're saying like these are the processes and things but this is kind of like not necessarily like this term but here's your homework go and go and explore it yourself and rather than someone saying this is how you get the answers you actually come to yourself for the answers don't you yeah 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 and that's very much the approach I take in the work that I do it's one of self-empowerment for people because that is what it's all about all of your answers are literally within you because they're your answers and that's it and they may change actually because we're ever changing beings so you might have an answer for something one day and you know the, the answer to that changes the next and that's okay as well but yeah it's very much because my journey has been one one of self-empowerment I'm very inspired to self-empower other people as well or, or to yeah faci- help to facilitate that yeah 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 definitely because like you mentioned there we have everything we need within us and funnily enough that's actually the um, affirmation that came off my phone that I saw just before starting this episode with you (laughs) yeah and it's one that I've written in there myself as well because it really resonates with me because I don't know we just live in a bit of a world that often tries to take us away from ourselves don't we yes yeah 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 everything really kind of out of stimuli yeah just distractions conditioning you know you're in your flow you 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 live in your life you've made a decision it feels really good you're like yes this is it I'm loving this and then somebody close to you says yes but what are you going to do about this because this is how you need to you need to make a decision for this or this is how you do this and it and it takes that's just their conditioning being projected onto you and it takes you away from that like beautiful flow that you were everything felt so aligned so yet that it's just a huge distraction it's constant yeah people aren't doing it like intentionally to you know most of the time I think to harm us or something or to make us come out of this beautiful state we're in often I suppose maybe they're not aware of the state themselves or how that feels so yeah I think it's that and then so obviously you've got that where where it's like other people pulling the energy um or you have like all things digital for example like that can be a massive energy pull or I don't I mean I don't watch the news or things like this but you have like all these outer things coming in it's just yeah very very distracted which helps us to become disconnected from us ourselves really so yeah yeah how do you find basically being able to keep coming back to yourself when the distractions are there because quite often the distractions well sometimes we've kind of they've soothed us in some way haven't they I know myself yeah. yeah. yeah and I'm going through this difficult time of new job new 
um, new house and all these things. And, and I know that every time I pick up my phone, that is not going to help me. But I sometimes I get to the end of the day when I've, I guess I tried maybe white knuckling through the day a little bit and I've reconnected with myself and been out on a walk and done all these things. And at the end of the day, my body is just like, can we just check that job site one more time or that house site one more time? And, and, And then all of a sudden you're distracted by your phone and it takes like you said, it takes you away from you. And do, how do you kind of keep coming back to yourself is that where we're talking about the somatics and the sort of general checking yeah. in ourselves yeah yeah so I would say as well there are often times where we do live in a world that's very demanded and a, a lot of us have busy lives so it's not always as simple as like like you say like you might be checking like I don't know like house prices or something but it might be like vital for you to do that right now so I suppose within that, it's honouring that and saying, okay, well, I do actually need to do this right now. So it's not, yeah. But the other way I would say is, so for me in the evening is when I get the most like disorientated and tired and stuff. So if I'm trying to do something in the evening, admin or, you know, just anything, like life admin things or even work sometimes, I just, I'm getting a bit flustered. I often ask myself, okay, do I really need to be doing this right at this moment in time? Would it be more beneficial if I just rested and did it in the morning? What does my body need right now? So I will still honour my mind and say, okay, I understand, mind, that you're trying to get me to do this right now from, you know, that's it. (laughs) But does it need to be done? So I'll reason with my mind and then I'll go to my body as well. So I, I try not to just push the mind away in favour mm. of the body or push the body away in favour of the mind or equally push spirit away in favour of. Yeah. So it's creating the balance between all three of them, really. Mm-hmm. And understanding yeah. like how that balance works for you within you, within yourself. Yeah, I love that. That's the that question as well. Just saying, you know, hi, mind. I, I hear you. But do we need to do this right now? Yeah, because. Yeah. Yeah, it's like you said, we don't want to push it away so much. No, but no. yeah, it's understanding that. But it's the need. I really like that the word there, need, is, is big, isn't it? Because quite often our mind tells us that we need to do things yeah. and, and that fear and the ego kicks in. But if we just take that moment and ask ourselves, because I've caught myself do this so many times, I think, do I actually need to do this right now? And most yes. of the time you don't. And then you can do it from, a, it's kind of like a being intentional, I guess, with your time perhaps. Yes. Yeah. Or like intentional with your energy and going, does it need to be used here? My energy would be better to do it at another time when I'm in a bit more of a, a flow embodied state. Exactly. Because often tasks that you're getting a bit flustered in, if you did just leave it for then, sleep on it, you would probably take 10 minutes to do it as opposed to half an hour. So you actually save time in, in yeah. the long And that's what I've learned by doing that. I'm like, oh, okay, well, that only took me 10 minutes. I thought it was going to take three times as long. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so just tell your mind, oh, it might save us time as well. And that's, that's a useful, useful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's like, well, it is, isn't it? Because we want to, I guess we, I don't know, do we want to try and always get a, break away from it all being about time and things but at this at the same time (laughs) at the same time there is a limited amount of I guess our energy and 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 time in the world as such but if we use our energy in a way that actually feels better and sometimes that means pausing or slowing down or stopping for now but then our energy is better used in a different time I guess so but what yeah 
Yeah. But what yeah. I really what I really love about the way you talk and the way you teach is that you're okay with saying that you don't know all the answers and that sometimes, you know, you are going through this process yourself of working things out and, and keep coming back to yourself or this and that. It's not, it's not all about the the perfection. And that's something that, yeah, I really love that you share about. And I know prior to this, and I'd love to hear it on here as well. Prior to this, you were talking about your, your journey with Hecate or yes. Hecate as I, I would have maybe other people might have heard yeah. as well, but Hecate being more of the, the Greek version, but and talking about how, yeah, you, you didn't know Hecate, did you? No, no. So last week, yes, last Tuesday evening, it was the forming um, eclipse in Taurus. So I went on a hike above, so on a group hike above the above the city of Athens and there were five of us uh, were the guy one of the guys that was leading the hike um, is quite into a, like a lot of spiritual practices and so um, he's Greek and we we connected through um, a whatsapp group basically so we're having like a conversation about this and he was like oh, I'm thinking of organizing this full moon hike I was like oh my gosh that sounds amazing I, I would really love to join that and then so he organised it and yeah, the next day, off we went, Tuesday, we went on this hike and normally I do like ceremony around the moon, even if I haven't got so much um, available time and space, I will do something really s- simple, like a releasing ceremony at the full moon and an intention or co-creation setting at the new moon. Um, but in, in this instance, because I was with a group of new people and I was getting to know them and the conversation was flowing really well. I had taken some crystals with me, um, but I just got up there and it was so beautiful. And we visited um, a cave called the Lion's Cave. Now, lion is my spirit animal as well. So kind of we, we have sp- different spirit animals that come in and out in our lives. But lion has been with me my whole life and is often with me when I'm doing um, a lot of work with like spirit animals and shamanic journey and etc but anyway I've gone off on a tangent with that bit now so (laughs) but the the lion cave was like so powerful for me and afterwards we sat outside um on some like big bulbous rocks under the light of the full moon and we were all like we were just all sat there chatting about life and what had brought us together etc etc and I thought it's not I don't really feel called to get my crystals out right now I'm just going to sit under the moon and she was like high above the city and I just asked her to release anything that didn't uh, no longer served my growth and expansion so I thought that's okay that's like very fitting for this it's a very powerful for me I and I felt really nourished and yeah just just looking up at the moon especially above Athens for me because this city has like a magical magical pool and just so much energy to it that I'm starting to unpack so I think just the position of the moon and the city below I was like this is enough like whatever needs to go can 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 go out there um anyway so we hiked back down the next morning I opened Instagram whilst I was drinking my tea and I the first post that came up was one from an account called Attuned to the Moon and it was um Hecate or Hecate so there she was and 
it's funny because it was kind of of a stone statue, but I was drawn to her eyes. So the eyes of a stone statue, which is quite bizarre to me. But anyway, I was like, oh my gosh, what is this? Who is she? What's going on? Um, and anyway, it, so the the post had basically, if so if you're Virgo, this this was the goddess. It was a swipe through different goddesses. Um, this is a goddess to look into more right now. In short, she's, I'd never heard of her before, um, but she's goddess of witchcraft, the crossroads, um, transitions, and the moon. And in the post from Attuned to the Moon, there was a really handy like explanation um, about working with asteroids. So Hecate has an asteroid named after her, and they sent me to a website from the post that showed me how to find the asteroid in my chart, etc., etc. Um, so I found the asteroid in my chart. I think it was like uh, five over forty-four. So it's not that close in aspect. It's to be close. It's between naught and three degrees. And but she was in Taurus, um, but she was in retrograde, which is quite interesting. So it said when the planets were in retrograde um, in your chart that it symbolises something that be, can be very powerful for you, but something that you tend to move backwards from. But when you're, what I got from it intuitively is, okay, well, I've been moving backwards from this, but now, now is the time to be working with this. And the, the moon has symbolised that to me and just all the alignment of her being like goddess of the moon, etc., etc. So I started to do a bit of Googling about her and I found that there is a temple in Greece that's dedicated to her, but it's on the other side of Greece. But then I also find that there's a sanctuary in the ancient Agora in Athens. So I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to go there on Sunday and I'm just going to visit this sanctuary to her and I'm going to see what comes up for me. Um, and then I read a bit about her and like what, what she means, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I also discovered when I was reading about her that she um, can help with like communication with the dead, which is something I shied away from for years through fear, literally. Um, and so, yeah, any any like spirits. And also um, she, she is said to help with childbirth as well. So I had all of this like kind of information about her and knew where, knew where she sat, that all the asteroids sat. And on Sunday, I went to the Agora. I went when it opened in the morning at like eight o'clock. And I just sat in the sun at the Agora and kind of like there's a really beautiful energy to it there. It's not just the ruins, it's the land. It's a real mm. kind of nourishing energy. And then I was like, okay, I need to look on the map and figure out like where where her sanctuary is. And I discovered that her sanctuary is actually not within the Agora complex. It was just outside. So anyway, after a bit of discovery, I got to where her sanctuary was. And I was literally in front of a locked gate or fence. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, well, I can't go in there. And you know that it was really overgrown ruins so where where is this sanctuary so there there I was just googling like what the pictures of it look like etc etc I think someone had put one on Pinterest 
And then I, I spotted like um, a picture with like a graffitied wall with her sanctuary below it. And I was like, there's a graffitied wall. The sanctuary must be there. So I walked down to the bottom, like followed the gate line round. And there was a bench outside of her sanctuary, but obviously the big lock gate in front of me. So, and the sun, the Acropolis was like up ahead and the sun was beating down. So I thought, I'm just going to sit here. I'm just going to sit here and see what comes through. Um, and I had a couple of messages come through. So I had um, find a different way. I don't yet know what that means. And go to the temple of Zeus, which is in Athens as well. And I haven't yet been there. And that's kind of the stage that I've got to with it. But recently as well, um, you know this already, Becca, um, but I've discovered that I'm pregnant. So I'm currently um, 23 weeks pregnant with a little boy. And when I was reading about Hecate and like what, what she helps with, and I read that she helped with childbirth, to say I was like overcome with emotion is an understatement. And I was like, okay, this is, this is part of what she's here to help me with. So I know that for sure. And I think for her to show up at this stage for me is, yeah, I just feel very humbled and honoured that I've been able to open up to that and allow it to, to happen. And whatever, I suppose, whatever shape or form or support that comes through, I'm just open to receive it, really. And I will go to the Temple of Zeus at some point. But yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well- Oh, Kelly, thank you for sharing. Congratulations again. Thank you. And do you know what, as well, just what a powerful story. It's so beautiful, isn't it? When you've had this lovely connection with Hecate, Hecate. Yeah. And like you said, I mean, it's a surprise that you've not heard of her because you've worked with goddesses before. Mm-hmm. And you, you, you know, we've talked, even the last episode, we're talking about um, witch and witchcraft. So it's just really, yeah, really timely that she's come now and especially yeah. being associated with that childbirth, isn't it? It's just, yeah. just magical. Yeah, it's incredible. And I feel very supported by her energy because the childbirth is obviously the, 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 the whole pregnancy. It's the whole journey, really. And mm. it, I hadn't even imagined before I was pregnant, like, what it would feel like, how, yeah, how I would embody that, just so many different emotions. And it can feel quite lonely, actually, because I don't, I suppose it's a personal journey for everybody. So for people to be able to describe it is quite maybe difficult because Mm. it's a very, obviously a very body-based thing. So to mm-hmm. have that support from a from spirit from a goddess is is pretty incredible for me right now, and it's you know exactly what I need right now. I think with with trying to figure everything out and and understand like what what's going on and yeah, yeah just be with my body more and yeah, I just yeah. feel like her support is there, and that's. Yeah why i'm in athens right now <laughs> um yeah 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 exactly where where yeah you there's the sanctuary 
for her and yeah. that in itself is incredible just to yeah I guess that's it I mean I've never I've never been been pregnant or have a child so I don't know what the experience is like but it's I can imagine that like you said it's such a deeply personal journey yeah. and to then have an energy a spirit come through to support you in which again like I guess we, we, we keep going back to the somatics don't we because it's it's as though she can understand but you don't need to, to speak about it within words no, or our no, no, traditional no. language right yeah yeah no yeah no exactly like you say that traditional language no it's the energy of her mm. her yeah. um, to me it feels very supportive mm-hmm. but also a little bit um pushy but not in a horrid way like in a way of okay this is you know we're being pushed towards something here and you're ready, mm. you're powerful. Yeah. That that's it. It's it's empa- empowering. That's what it is. Not yeah. Yeah, yeah. And of course, I know that this is, and you you practice this as well. And it's about us all coming to ourselves and our own intuition. But do you? Is there anything that you would maybe suggest people could explore who perhaps are going on this journey of motherhood? that's helped you energetically to kind of I guess yeah process what's going on or find that support I know you've obviously mentioned then about Hakati but is there anything else that you found that's energetically supporting you through this journey yeah I think the process of surrender so just surrender into what is mm. and also vulnerability as well so mm. it's it's a it's tipped massively for me because I'm so much more vulnerable than I was before. And at the moment I'm on my own in Athens. So my husband's working in another country at the moment and he'll join me here in about a month's time. So I think just sitting in that vulnerability and saying, okay, sometimes I'm going to be out and about and I'm going to need help. Like, I don't know, lifting something or moving something or maybe I'll need to sit down on a bus or, or do I don't, anything. I don't know, just things you need help with. And it's okay to be vulnerable and ask for that and not feel... Because people will help you. They, if, mm. you know, um, I was on the metro the other night when I was going for the full moon hike, actually. And mm. um, I'm visibly pregnant now, so you can see... <laughs> So, um, mm-hmm. and the metro was really really busy and before I got on I was like oh my gosh like I don't want to get on a crowded metro like pregnant it's just not that is the first time I got on anything cry- like been anywhere really crowded and it just made me feel like oh no should I wait for the next one but then I had to wait for people for the hike so I was like, it's okay I can get on there it's fine and then I kind of got on and then I pushed my way to the middle um and just went near where the seats were and as soon as um the guy that was next to me, he was sat down, looked up and saw me. He was like, come and sit, sit down, sit down. So see, just having that, you know, like people will automatically, I think. But even if I would have asked him, he wouldn't have minded, you know, moving. And when I got to the airport with my suitcase, my suitcase was too heavy. I could not lift it. Um, mm-hmm. And so I had to ask, like, please, can you lift this off of the belt for me so I can wheel it? Because, you know... It's just these yeah. things I could have just been like, oh, it'll be okay, I'll just lift. But really, it, there are people there. They can help me. Like, I don't need to lift that suitcase. 
So it's just that really. I'm being such a, you know, like strong independent woman. It's mm. it's hard for me to step into that space, but actually it's beautiful. And it's beautiful to connect with complete strangers in that way and feel their love because you're growing another human inside of you. They have that they're like, Oh, it's fine, I'll help you. It's like not a problem. Yeah. So it's it's a really beautiful like space to be in right now so yeah I yeah I for me it's given into those yeah surrendering and given into the vulnerability really yeah no that's I bet that can be so difficult as like you mentioned and I, I imagine a lot of people listening have been independent and yeah. have wanted to do things themselves and it's as though you feel like you're losing that but actually maybe it's you know, the surrender and vulnerability is really beautiful, but it's also maybe even about a connection to other people. And again, energy, isn't it? It's yeah, going, yeah. you know what? I'm not losing independence, but we're kind of connecting so much. It's not dependency as much, it's connection yeah. and that beautiful compassion and love that we all share and want to help and support other humans through the process. Yeah, exactly. So what I think what you've said there is when we think we're, we're not actually losing ourselves, we're just accessing parts of ourselves that maybe we've shut down a little bit more. Mm, yeah. For the, for the safety. Yeah. And obviously, you know, like we have to do that sometimes and that's completely okay. But mm. especially things such as vulnerability, we shut mm. it down because we maybe don't want to feel vulnerable. But it's a beautiful yeah. thing to access actually. If we harness its yeah. power and yeah, and yeah. understand that it can yeah, it can help us to connect more deeply. Yeah, and a bit like I guess coming full circle to the start when we're talking about when you mentioned about how we we it's about inspiring, isn't it? So vulnerability is quite um, being vulnerable and showing other people that you're being vulnerable is quite inspiring. And it shows other people that it's okay to be vulnerable and it's a way to connect. So it's not, it's not a weakness as as quite often described. It's actually such a strength and such a, yeah, if you show other people that it's okay to do it and it's actually empowering, then then they can see that as well, which is yeah. why I think your words being shared here are, are really important. Yeah, it's like you say, it can it can be empowering as well. It is empowering. It's not, it doesn't have to be a weakness and that's, it's just yeah. how you harness the energy of it, really. Yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. And I guess as we've come full circle, I would love it if we could, uh, we're getting towards the end here, so I'd love it if you could just share a little bit about, what you've got coming up now with your your offerings um and love to hear all about that oh i'd love to so um i have just created a new one-to-one journey called the inner guidance alchemy journey so this is a 21 day immersive journey that combines um one-to-one coaching sessions with me intention-led distance healing and trauma-informed support for anyone that would like um, to feel more empowered and aligning with their um, intuition and um, soul path basically so that container is open on the 28th of november and the doors will close for it on the 25th of november and i'll share the link with becca and i think you'll also 
got the link for that as well, won't you? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I'll pop it I'll pop it all below. And do you know what? I just feel like what you're offering is it's it's you isn't it it's what we've talked about through this whole conversation that isn't I, I like this it's the first conversation I've had on the podcast which hasn't gotten any questions or anything we've just flowed yeah. and it's still that same energy that's coming through which you're then going to share with the world as like you I know the term you prefer is facilitating as well people facilitating their own healing journeys as well so yeah I've just oh I've really enjoyed this conversation yeah me too Becca thank you for your time it's been really lovely to be on again and it's lovely to see you and catch up oh absolutely thank you and you as well and yeah oh lovely I'll put all this in the show notes below and uh yeah until next time maybe yeah. there'll be someone else along here on the journey as well the next time you come on the podcast yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> beautiful thank you Kelly okay thank you so much Thank you so much for listening. I would love to know what you think of the episode and you can reach out to me in the show notes below. The options are there. And if you feel called to rate or review or share this episode, I would be incredibly grateful. Thank you very much, everyone.